we're going to start with someone called Elijah today. And we're going to read from 1 Kings in a second. But I want to give you some context. Because the moment that God gave me that word, I knew he wanted to speak to us about rest. So I read this passage in a way that I haven't had yet. Um, and I believe the Holy Spirit was breathing into it. Just before we dive in and we read, just going to take a second. I want to give you a little bit of context on who Elijah is. So Elijah uh, was a prophet in the Old Testament. And he was a prophet through a time that was very hard for the prophets. Um, they were under actually the govern of Ahab, which was a king that was married to Jezebel. And Jezebel hated the prophets of God. So they actually sent people to kill the prophets. So Elijah was left there as one of the last prophets of God. And Elijah was a bold prophet. And prophets, they were the ones that got the word received from God. And they would speak to the people, instruct the people. They would call out idolatry. They would call out kingdoms that were against God. And Elijah was used for that as a bold prophet. And in his first mention in 1 Kings chapter 17, um, we start to read a little bit more of what he did. And Elijah became well known because he challenged the false prophets of that time. The prophets of Baal. He told them, well, comes in the picture and he's like, well, do you want to see who, who is the true God? Then why don't we go up on the mountain of Carmel and we set up an altar and we put an offering that altar. We put wood in that altar. And we even add water to it. Which is very interesting. Because he was about to say that we're going to challenge. I'm challenging you to this. And we are going to ask our gods. I'm going to ask my God, the Lord God Almighty. And you're going to ask your God, God, the false God Baal. Who is going to send fire upon the altar? Now if you have water... In the altar for fire, it makes it a little harder. You don't need to be chemists to know that water and fire don't mix. And actually water puts down the fire. But he wanted to really show that, that only a God could do that. So they go up in the mountain of Carmel. And um, from morning to noon, um, the prophets of Baal, they were asking for the fire, asking for the fire. Fire did not come. So then Elijah decides to ask for fire. And he's like, okay, it's my time. And he says, you know, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, send your fire. Show that you're God. And then the fire came and took over that place and there was fire in the altar. All the 450 prophets bowed down and said, that's the Lord. But then the word got to Jezebel that he had done that. So Jezebel tells, I'm going to come after him. I'm going to send people after him. So then Elijah runs. And this is what I'm about to get into. He runs, okay. He's just tired. He runs. He doesn't want to be taken. And I believe, and even the way that he's talking to God at that, that passage that we are about to read, I believe he was frustrated. I believe he was tired. Imagine doing things for God to the people and the people just come at you and come at you and come at you and all they want is that you killed. <laughs> and, and even though we're talking about Elijah, we got to see when, when you speak on those words a little bit of how does that apply to my life. 
Because this is instructions to you. The Bible left us instructions so we can take what is good and reflect on how we can operate right now in this time. So imagine your life, you're tired, you can't do it anymore, and we all have gone through that, and you're just like, I can't take it anymore. And I want to I wanna read this conversation in 1 Kings, 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 4 to 8. While he himself, this is Elijah, went on a day's journey into the wilderness, he came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord. He said, take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he laid down under the bush and fell asleep. I believe he was so tired. He's just, I just need to sleep. I need to sleep. I need to get out of this. All at once an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals in a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank of the water and of the bread. Strengthened by that food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached the mountain of God. Church, there's two main elements in this passage, bread and water. I believe this is also a foreshadowing to what was to come. The bread of life, Jesus Christ, and the waters of the Spirit. I think when Elijah was there, they were telling us that in our time, in our circumstances, we'll also grow tired. We'll also want to run away, sleep it off, turn it off, just, just disappear. And I believe God sends people and his Holy Spirit to tell us, get up, eat and drink. This, because the sleep wouldn't sustain his 40 days and 40 nights, otherwise God would allow him to just sleep. What would sustain him was the bread and the water. First point, bread of life. John chapter 6, verse 35 to 37. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Even when we look, and it's so beautiful because the bread he's mentioning is Jesus. And the food we gain is from the word of God where we read and understand more about Jesus Christ. And even in that, pa in th this is so beautiful because the passage that we read, God was already appointed to the actual needs of his people. And then now fast forward, New Testament, Jesus is here. And then now he's saying, I am the bread of life. You have been waiting for me. In me, you not hunger again. And even when we look at the, when Moses was taking the people from Israel and walking 40 years in the desert, God gave them a very clear direction. I'm going to send manna to you every day. Every day, I'm going to send manna to you every day. But don't keep it. Don't save it. What was God trying to say there? He wanted a daily reminder of his presence. What worked yesterday is probably not going to work tomorrow. You need daily, daily food. 
And a daily food means a daily reminder of God's presence in your life. True rest in God is the ability to seek Jesus daily for the feeding of your soul. You need real life nutrients. And I wrote that down. <laughs> you know the second element after the bread that was the water, a jar of water. The word also speaks about the water and what that meant. And if you look at the woman at the well, when she was looking, she comes with a jar and she, she goes to this well to put water in it. And then she, she's there and she meets Jesus that actually got out of his way to meet this woman. And then she gets there and then Jesus asks her a couple questions and trying to see if her heart was in the right place. And she had the courage to admit that she was living a sinful life. And she did. And then she said that she needed water and then Jesus presents to her a water that she would try and she would never thirst again. John chapter 4 verse 13. Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never be thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And it's so beautiful, that encounter. And I strongly encourage you to read it. Because at the end of that encounter, the woman lefts, leaves the jar behind and runs to the city to talk about the good news of how she met Jesus. She leaves it behind. I don't need that anymore. But we're talking about rest, right? And we're talking about all of this coming together and aligning so we can understand how we can find rest in the midst of business, of life, of trials, of sorrow, of pain. The real way of finding rest. And this rest can be found through Jesus, the Holy Spirit. John chapter 7, verse 37, he says, On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. They are pointing it out to Acts, the time of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit will come upon the people and they will be filled by the Spirit. And then not only they will be baptized in the water to confess their, their life given to Christ, but they will also now be filled with the seal of that promise, the Holy Spirit. So now we wouldn't need Jesus to walk with us on earth anymore. Now we wouldn't need someone to go, to, um, to go up in the mountain and receive from God and tell us. Now we'd have the full to this Holy Spirit so the veil has been torn and we could enter in the presence of God bold and in that in the presence of God and in the midst of that we find rest 
We have now become a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. And we got to be able to care and understand that, that there is a Holy Spirit that dwells in us. And there is things that we do so we can keep maintaining the house. And I want to speak even, um, Pastor Chris, he touched up on that. And I just felt in my heart to just kind of like go in in it. But he spoke on the word rest. And he spoke on the variant of the name Noah. That actually means Noah. Which means rest. And it's so incredible because when we look at Noah, I was reading through Noah, just, just perceiving that now, having a whole different understanding of things. That Noah, that means Noah, that means rest. And now we have Noah being asked by God to build an ark. You know, and get inside of this ark. And after getting inside of this ark, God said that he would actually send a flood. And everything Noah knew, everything that Noah has walked through life, everyone he had knew besides his family, he wouldn't see it anymore. But then Noah goes inside of the ark with his family. And when everything is happening around him, chaos, the flood, all those things, in the ark Noah finds rest. What do you do inside of an ark? Not much. There is rest in there. The assurance that the promise God has given Noah will come to pass. So now Noah is in the ark. And the ark in the word of God represents the presence of God. We see that through the Old Testament. The ark carrying out the presence of God. And now Noah is right inside of it. Do you get what I'm trying to, to get in here? Because now the access is through you in the Holy Spirit. That a dwelling in his presence and being in the ark will build in you and, and give to everything you need. The water, the bread, the rest, the peace, the next steps, the direction for the journey. And then we constantly live this life looking for those things elsewhere. And then everything is falling apart. But then if I am inside of the ark, the things will keep falling apart. But in this place, I find rest. We constantly wait for the season to end. How many of us have done that? I'm going <laughs> to, thank you, some hands up. You know, how many times let this trial go and then I will look for God. Let this pass and then I will search for God. Let, you know, let me sleep a bit. Let me have some more time so I can sleep, so I can just relax, so I can watch a little bit of Netflix, so I can just travel a little bit more. And then we keep being more tired from those things. Because our whole being craves a rest that cannot be found just physically. It's a soul tired type of rest that only God can bring rest. Third point rest for the soul. 
And then just, just Noah being in that ark. Uh, and it's a beautiful thing too because the flood doesn't go throughout the whole time, you know. God promised that the flood will go away, that things will get back to somewhat normal. And then everything will be fine. So then Noah has a hope. And then Noah starts to send the dove when he sees the waters coming down. Okay, go check it out. Can I go now? Then the dove will come back, had no place to stop. And then he sends the dove again, and then nothing. And then he sends the dove the third time. And then the dove finally comes back with a leaf in its beak. The olive leaf, meaning that there was an olive tree somewhere. It's almost like, Lord, Lord, soon, soon, am I going to have my breakthrough? Soon is this going to pass, Lord? And it's almost like, stay in my presence, stay in my presence, read my word, pray, pray, believe in me, not in your circumstance, believe in what I can do, not what you want me to do, believe in, watch me, watch me, I will do it, I will come, the flood is going to go away, the storm is going to stop, trust me, be in the ark, be in the ark, be in the ark, persevere in the ark, stay in the ark, be here, be here, read of my word, feed, feed your soul, feed your soul, bread of life, water of life, come on, more of the Holy Spirit, more of the Holy Spirit, be in my ark be in my ark hey breakthrough is coming can you see <laughs> i'll tell you after <laughs> the breakthrough is coming in the name of jesus and the olive tree represents the oil the anointing of god it's important that we seek that too to be anointed by God. The anointing even gives you more of more authority, more boldness. It gives you more even um, boldness to step in in the waters. And know that even if you start to, you know, the, take, be taken by the waters, that Jesus will show up and bring you back. It will reveal to you the words of the Bible that is not just words, but they're alive and breathing. They'll come alive. You're not reading the word anymore. Now the word is reading you. It's revealing things. Ooh, this is for me. Ooh, this is, yeah, maybe there is some things in my life I need to change. It starts to come alive and then bread and water is more bread and water when you read it. Now is Jesus, the bread of life and the waters of the waters of the spirit. Something starts to shift. And then. I just feel like the evidence, and I even wrote that too, the evidence of God's plan for humanity. And in this plan, that's Jesus, and in this plan we find rest. When I wrote that down, I thought about, you know, the dove going away because it goes for a fourth time and that's when it doesn't come back. But then fast forward, we have Jesus being baptized in the waters at the Jordan River. And then a dove comes upon him. This is my son who I am well pleased. The dove shows up again, the evidence of the Holy Spirit that will come upon us, that will give us everything we need to walk this life. And in it, we find rest. And then through that, there is almost like fourth point, reset for the calling. You know how many times I have come to God, and I don't even want to count how many times I'm still going to go to God. Just asking, Lord, am I doing the right thing? <laughs> Should I let go of something? Should I change something? I'm just tired. 
I just feel like I can't do another thing. I just feel like I can't walk in this. How many times? I, I, guys, I'm someone very willing to let go. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm very open to let go. And then how many times, God, it's like, no, no, I'm doing something. I'm building something. I'm moving something. There is hope. There is hope. There is hope. Trust in me. Come to me. Trust in me. And it's almost like the water that has running low, half empty, a cup, now it's being filled. It's being filled. It's being filled. And then you're walking out of an overflow. It's an overflow. I don't need to intentionally speak life into people. I just, we just walk by people and it is overflowing life. Life is coming and it's overflowing, overflowing. You're not meant to walk this life dried up, my friends. <laughs> there is life and life in abundance for each one of you. Stop looking on the wrong places. The devil, he's very sneaky, you know. He will tell you like, you deserve this. You know how many times in my brain, after a long day, the last thing I wanted to do was take 15 minutes of my day to pray. And I'm like, oh, no, just watch an episode of Netflix. You know, you deserve it. You had a long day. Oh, you have done enough. But when is the presence of God ever enough? But when is coming to God ever enough? You know, but when does praying, it's, it's ever enough praying, ever enough reading. Never, never, never. That's a lie. The devil comes to deceive he wants to kill, rob, and destroy your life. And he used that in very, very subtle ways. doesn't look that bad. Let me just go that place, be around that people. Let me just walk away from, you know, this, this people that I know are going to call me out. Let me just bottle up. Even I think I'm speaking to even like some, some relationships in here too. Let me just bottle up that frustration. The way that you made me frustrated. Let me just plant the seed in my heart. I don't want to say anything. I don't want, I don't want to tell you. I don't want, I'm tired. I'm tired. I can't. You know? And then that grows more. That grows more. That grows more in you. And then you explode. And then if you break a wall, it's way harder to rebuild that wall than if you just break a little part of the wall and then to rebuild it. But God, he is the one that he is going to keep revealing that to you if you are in his presence. Sure, he will use people. Sure, you know people can speak words into your life. Words of knowledge, prophecies, whatever it is. Pray over your life, you know, reveal things. But ultimately, you don't need that. You need God. That's a plus. You know, seek God. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> And I think there is um, a shaking up. I think I keep seeing like churches just being like things in a big capital C, like things shifting in some churches, things being exposed, some people being divided even. And um, I think God is doing something. I think God is moving some things. I think God is it's just transforming. I think God is preparing the bride. I think he's separating things. And... The, the thing that I kept feeling for your, for your last point, which is the reset for the calling, it was the ability to not let the oil run out. You need oil. There is a reason why the dove pick up the olive leaf, not any other leaf, the olive leaf that produces oil. Through the crushing, you know, there is oil being produced. You need it. You need it. You need it more than you know that you need it. And when you're in enough in the presence of God, you start to see, I actually need it. And I crave it. 
and I crave it. When we're going in a row and we're reading your word enough, like throughout the week, just like reading as much as we can and praying as much as we can, if we don't do that, what we get, oh, I feel like something is missing. I feel like I'm running low. And then a couple of days go by and we don't do it because of the business of life, right? Because that's more important than God's presence. <laughs> and then the word, you don't miss it that much anymore. Then you're kind of doing life without it. You know, you have the Bible verses popping up on your phone. That kind of becomes enough. It is not enough. It's not enough. You need the right nutrients in you to persevere. You need the right type of rest, a soul rest. That's the only place you're going to be filled so you can keep running the race. I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 25. At the time that the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. And this is interesting. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. Some fell asleep after they grabbed the oil. Some decided to fall asleep before the oil. Who is falling asleep before the oil? The foolish one said to the wise, give us some of your oils. At, sorry, verse 6. At midnight the cry rang out, here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, give us some of your oil or lamps are going out. This is so incredible because even some, how many times we run to people, oh my goodness, I'm just exhausted. What, what's on everything? I don't know about like everything, everything, just everything. But didn't you just like, didn't you just take like vacation? Didn't you just like had the whole weekend for yourself? I'm tired, tired of vacation, tired of the people, tired of the world, tired, 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 tired. And I'm like, I don't know then. Because <laughs> you're doing this traveling, you're doing the sleeping, you're doing the, the dinner, you're doing the hanging out with your friends, you're tired. Yeah, tired. Maybe you need some God in it, no? Maybe you need some oil on the lamp, no? Maybe you need some uh, less of a, I don't know, phone? Maybe some less of uh, what you think is going to work and it's not working? Maybe you need some uh, priority? No, they replied, there may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they're on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly I tell you, I do not know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day and the hour. It's a powerful, powerful message. Because he says that for you to know me when you get there, you got to get to know me while you're here. Because for you to experience what's on heaven, you also have to experience heavens on earth. Because so you can get into relation, relationship with me that's just not only there in heaven, but it's now here. Because I want to reveal things to you. I want to speak to you. I want to build you. I want to prune you. I want to do things in your life. I want to move you. I want to remove some things, four other things. You got to know me and be known by me. Don't sleep 
before the oil. How do you eat the bread? Scripture. How do you drink the water? Worship. Prayer. Time. Time just sitting down. Quiet time. Put a worship song. Be there. Don't put any song. Just be there. Sit in the presence and, and ask, Lord, I'm here. I'm here. You're not a feeling, so I don't need to feel anything. You know, you, you're not, you don't need to come. Um, you don't need to come just with noise. You don't need to come with fire right now. And even though you can, but you don't need to. You can come in a calm wind. I'm here. I'm here. Lord, I'm here. Lord, I want your presence, Lord. Lord, I want you in my life. I want an evidence of you being in my life, Lord. Lord, show me, show me, prove me. Lord, when am I not moved by the Spirit? When it lacks in me self-control? When, when do I have anger? When, when, Lord, show me, show me, show me, move me, move me. I don't need to feel you. I don't need to feel you. But, but Lord, but I just need to know an assurance in my heart and peace that you are with me. That's all you need. I promise you he will show up. He will come. He will come. He wants, he, he craves that intimacy with you. For some of you, it's opening your Bible. It's reading a chapter and it's being like, Lord, speak to me. Even before opening your word, I don't want to just read it because I need to do my devotional. I want to read it because I want to know the one that I'm lifting up my hands to. Read it, read it, read it. Lord, when I read it, please, I, my life, it's, it's not easy right now. It's busy and it's chaotic and it's crazy. But Lord, please, please give me rest. Rest for the soul, Lord. Give me the rest that I need, Lord. Give me the rest, give me the rest, give me the rest. What are the things in my life that I think I'm resting with, but I'm just wrestling with? Show me, show me, show me, show me, show me. He will show up. Keep doing it, Gabby. I don't see my breakthrough. Keep going, keep going. Keep going, keep going. The one that we started, he will also finish that in your life. Keep going, keep going, keep going. He's the Alpha and the Omega. It's who he is. It's his nature. He will show up. He always shows up. You're not more important than anything else you think that he can show up to everyone else but not show up to you. You're very important to God. But if he showed up to your friend, he showed up to you. If he showed up to, to your parents, he showed up to you. If he showed up to your spouse, he showed up to you. And I just, this is almost like a little, you know, it's kind of like, ah, oh, the mood, right? It's kind of heavy. <laughs> I let it up a little bit. But this is, there is a reason why I'm preaching this word. It's because as Christians, we're not meant to be thermometers in this earth. We're meant to be thermostats. Thermometers, they tell you the temperature. Thermostats, they set the temperature. We got to be moved by that. Start getting into room. Shift that room. Shift that room in the name of Jesus. Get into your house. Shift your house in the name of Jesus. Throw things away. Clean the house. Clean the house. Clean the house. <laughs> Please let go of the things. Get God in it. Get God in it. All he wants is to be in it. If he's not in it, it's because you're not allowing him to. Just let go, Lord. I have your way. Have your way in my life. Have your way, have your way, have your way. Even though the, narrow is, the, the path is narrow, I'm willing to come with just a little, little bit. 
I don't need to, need to bring the whole baggage with me. I want to fit in the pack. Let go, let go, remove, 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 remove. And if you feel like it's a pattern in your life when people ask you, how are you tired? How are you? I just die slowly. That's an alert, okay? <laughs> life is not meant to be this way, even though we live in Toronto. Toronto is crazy. Life is not meant to be this way. Get in your car, praise it up. Get out of your job, praise it up. Get home, pray, pray. Lord, this is not the phrase of my life. You have other things in me, treasures hidden in Jesus Christ that through me can be revealed too. And I want people to access it. If I'm too tired, people get tired to even try to access your life. Pass through the trials, they'll build perseverance on you. Pass through the crushing, they'll produce new oil and new wine. But in all things, rest in God. Find your rest in Him. Then your lamp will never grow dim and you never grow tired. Do the eating, do the sleeping. Do some of the Netflix, do the traveling. But don't let that be the source of your rest. Because if you do, you always run empty. Amen. Noah, rest in the ark. The angels sent bread and water. Bread is Jesus, the word. Water is the Holy Spirit. He fills you. That's what he did in Pentecost. He filled people until they overflow. Worship, prayer, praise. Worship, prayer, praise, leave things at the altar, let go of the yoke that is hard, take on the yoke that is easy, walk life full of energy from the Holy Spirit. Let his joy be the evidence in your life that God is alive and living. Amen.